Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, August 14th. We're halfway through August and it is another busy week here. A lot going on. But again, I in like a few weeks, we're going to have the first Junior Grand Prix. So I know. It's exciting. Things still feel somewhat normal. We're not hearing the things that we heard during COVID over the last two years. So I'm hoping, again, that this season will be as normal as it can be and in a good direction Mm -hmm. for the skaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, So let's get started. We'll start with our first event um, that took place this week. It actually just wrapped up a few hours ago, but that would be Cranberry Cup that took place at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood, Massachusetts. Um, In the senior events, in the women's event, it was a Team USA sweep with Audrey Shin winning gold in her season debut, skating to Yo So Maria for her short program and Tosca for her free skate, and they both were choreographed by Pasquale Kamarlenko. Sonia Helmer earned her first international medal, a silver, in her international debut at the age of 23. She showcased interesting and self-choreographed programs. I saw both of her programs, and they are both really great. So congrats to Sonia there. And Amber Glenn, who was in 11th after a disappointing short program, took home the bronze medal by winning the free skate. Now, she fell on her opening triple axle attempt, and it was downgraded by the technical panel, but she did land her other planned triple jumps. Six of seven were called clean. One was on, called on the quarter. Um, and Canada's Madeline Skeezes, who won the short program, finished in fourth and debuted a charming West Side Story program. Um, and then I think she's Black Swan for her short program. There was a lot of talk on social media after Amber's short program. And I did. I bought the live stream for the short programs. I did not see the free skates. Um, But, I, you know, I saw it. And I like this program for Amber. It is a technically challenging program. But it suits Amber so well. And, again, it was disappointing to see her struggle. But I had to say, this is August. This was mm-hmm. her first competition. And Daphne, I was seeing people really ripping her apart on social media. And I kind of just want to tell people it's August. And she proved that, you know, it was her first time out and her first time with this program because she came back in the free skate and she showed what she has been working on this summer, this off season. And um, so, yeah. I, you know, I was seeing people post videos from her disappointing short program. And I, I was just, I was disappointed with that because this is so early in the season. And if we're basing what she did in her short program here in August for the whole season, that's just wrong in all sorts of ways. We're going to see the best of Amber this season. I, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, it's really difficult. The junior kids have to be more prepared at this point because their season really is kicking off with the JDP very soon. Right. 
the seniors have more time because senior bees are coming up in September. There's still a few more weeks Mm -hmm. to get things together. And there's always going to be that competition where you have to go out, you have to get the kinks out, you have to get the bugs out of the program. Amber, hopefully this was her event to do that Mm -hmm. in the short program. I agree with you. I don't think we should be slamming our fists down on the table about a short program in August. No. Because there's a lot more to go in this season, and it's more of a marathon than a sprint. Mm-hmm. So let's give Amber an opportunity to go to her next competition mm-hmm. and see how she does. Agreed. I have not seen her program, but I'm excited to um, take a look at it. And I heard that she does a one-handed cartwheel, which I know is something a little bit different. But mm-hmm. you know with these new technical requirements... They have to do something going into their spin. They have to do. I mean, there's so much that's expected. Yeah. That you got to give them time to get with it. This isn't a program she skated last season. Right. So let's give her the opportunity to get this program out there and get it a few more run-throughs under her belt. Right. And I also don't know if everybody knows, but and it's been kind of kept quiet, but Amber did make a change in her coaching and her training, you know, environment. So she's not in Texas anymore. She's in Colorado Springs. So she had to adjust to that. We all know how that was for Alyssa Lou when she just made that quick change in the middle of the Olympic season. So it's not only just new programs, but it's a new environment, new coaches and everything. So, I mean, I think we're going to see her. I mean, just by seeing that short program And again, it wasn't skated to the way Amber wanted it to, but I'm ready to see that program when she nails it because it is so Amber. It's hit the road, Jack. It's got, you know, it's sassy. It's, it's got her like attitude and personality. It just is her. So that's all I want to say. I just remind people it's August. It's August, her first time out, but the, just the nasty comments that were coming out after her short program. Just made me mad. It really did. So, um, yeah. That's all I yeah. want to say. Yeah. You're going to get criticism right. in our podcast. It's going to be constructive. Mm-hmm. And, again, let's give Amber an opportunity, like you would any other mm-hmm. skater, to go out there and get a few more performances under her belt with this program. Yeah. Let's not just say, oh, it's over. The program doesn't work. Let's give her time. And we're not making excuses. We're just pointing out some obvious things. Right, right. That may have contributed. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it, right. (laughs) So moving on to the men's event, uh, Israel's Mark Gorodnitsky took the gold medal ahead of Americans Tomoki Hiwatashi and Eric Joberg, who won the silver and bronze respectively. So for me as an Ice Dance fan, it was really cool to see two... Canadian ice dancers competing in the senior men's event. Now, Bruce Waddell skated with Natalie D'Alessandro, and they won the silver medal at the World Junior Championships. I don't think he's made a decision or announced anything about if he plans to find a new partner or if he's just going to focus on singles. So we'll see. Um, But he finished in sixth place, and Corey Tricelli, who had skated with Olivia McIsaac, finished in seventh. 
The cool thing about Corey's Free Skate is it's a tribute to Toller Cranston's famous oh. Pagliacci program. Huh. Okay. I didn't. Again, I didn't see the Free Skate, so I'll have to see that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, what do you say about Toller Cranston? And it's great to see another Canadian skater paying tribute to one of his most iconic programs. And we can't forget the juniors. Um, Team USA's Beck Stromer won the men's event. And Canada's Leah Pereira won the women's event. And we will put a link in our show notes to all of the results from the Cranberry Cup International Competition. But Daphne, that wasn't the only thing going on at the Skating Club of Boston. No, the Cranberry Open was also going on. This is a national qualifying series for singles and pairs. There were only a total of three pairs that competed in the junior and senior pairs event combined. It was a small pairs event. (laughs) We've lost a lot of pairs this year, especially at the senior level, and there's been some shifting around, switching of partners. So I'm interested to see where we hit at the end of the season with the number of pairs that we have together hopefully um we'll see a resurgence in this discipline Mm -hmm. yeah and we will put a link to the cranberry open results in our show notes as well all right and the copper cup um took place in utah this past week it was a national qualifying competition for singles Mia Callen won the junior women's event. She landed a clean quad toe, double toe in her free skate. And Kai Cover was the only senior man. And both Mia and Kai are assigned to the second junior Grand Prix in Ostrava. Well, Japan had their major summer competition, the Jensen Summer Cup, from August 11th through the 14th. Mai Mihara won the senior ladies event with a score of 207.61. She was followed by Olympian Mana Kawabi, with a score of 179.67. The men's event was won by Soda Yamamoto. He posted a score of 263.84. I saw Soda Yamamoto skate at the JDP, I think it was back in 2015, was in Colorado. It was before he had all these injuries. I hope this means that he's back on the road to to being the skater that I think he was destined to be and if he hadn't been hampered by all of these injuries. Mm-hmm. Kazuki Tomono and Kao Miura finished second and third, respectively. And the Hungarian Federation held a test skate in Budapest on August 13th and 14th. We'll put a link to the results in our show notes. The Czech Federation also held performance reviews for their junior skaters to help them assign three women's TBA spots for their home JDP in Ostrava and one women's spot in Riga, as well as to confirm the other spots that they have in the series. The live stream videos from August 13th and 14th can still be watched via the Czech Figure Skating Association's YouTube channel. And we've had quite a few national qualifying series events. And if you're wondering where the standings are, there is a link to where you can see the standings to see what's how skaters are doing in the national qualifying series. You do need a login 
to get into that. So and mostly skaters have those logins, but we will put a link to that in our show notes in case you are able to get in to see the standings. U.S. Figure Skating has been giving us updates. Um, they've been posting them on social media showing after so many events who's, you know, one, two, three. So we are getting updates, you know, being published, but it is a lot of it is being kept in a, you know, in a login required uh, website. Yeah, I look forward to those graphics that they post. Mm-hmm. They're doing it, I, I think it's every week or every other week. Yeah. So we're getting a look at what, you know, where things stack up. Because it is, they're using a different system this mm-hmm. year. So in order to keep up on top of it, you have to check those graphics mm-hmm. just to see where skaters are. The last time I believe they released anything was on August 4th. Oh, okay. At the senior event, Tomoki Hiwatashi is in first for senior men. Sonia Hilmer is in first in the women's event. In pairs, it's Sonia Barham and Daniel Tumensev. Okay. And in ice dance, it's Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov. Okay. Which we saw that performance, yeah, I right, believe, up in Lake Placid. Right. Moving on to general skating news, the ISU has posted entries for the third Grand Prix event in Riga, Latvia. This event does have pairs. For ice dance, Vanessa Femme and Jonathan Rogers will head to their second JDP event of the season. They are the lone U.S. dance entry on this roster. For the men, Kirk Haugito and Robert Yaplonski will head to their first JDP. Soho Lee and Hannah Herrera will also make JDP debuts. And in pairs, Kayla Smith and Andy Deng will compete in their second JDP, which is a week after both make their international and JDP debuts. So they'll be in back-to-back events. For Canada, Grayson Long and David Steingart are making their JDP debuts. Justine McClett competed on the JDP last year. Ava Ray Kemp and Jonathan Elazarov and Ashlyn Smits and Tristan Taylor in pairs, both JGP debuts. Sandrine Gauthier and Quentin Theron, as well as Jordan Lewis and Noah McMillan debuting. Lots of debuts this year. We marked the end of the last quad. We're going into the new one. Uh, South Korea's 2022 World Junior Women's Silver Medalist Gia Shin is going to compete. For Great Britain, there's going to be a debut of Ashley Slatter and Adel Onge Pereza. I have been watching them for a couple of years <laughs> at the novice level. They are active on social media. Um, Adel is quite a musician as well. Mm. There are new ice dance teams on the list, including Brazil's Katarina Gudez Tebow. And Caden Oliver Dawson, they're based in Canada, as well as Georgia's Grace Vinick and Yehor Barsak. Well, we will put a link to all of the entries in our show notes so you can go back and see who exactly will be competing in Lafia at the third Junior Grand Prix. Uh, Mariah Bell, Jason Brown will participate on Team North America. There will probably be one more man and one more woman that will be announced, and maybe they'll be from Canada. And Luna Hendricks, Ekaterina Krakova, Daniel Grassel, and Mikhail Brazino will participate on Team Europe for the Japan Open, which is October 8th. Nathan Chen will appear as a guest. 
Team Japan was already announced previously, and that's Kiari Sakamoto, Rika Kiara, Shoma Uno, and Yuma Kagiyama. Wow, that team from Japan. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be tough to beat. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're sending their best there, so that's going to be pretty exciting mm-hmm. to watch. I wish, wish, wish someday they wouldn't, like... They would include Paris in dance because I think it would be good, especially because their dance program is growing and they've got a really fantastic pair. Yeah. So it'd be great if they would include those other disciplines. Mm -hmm. I agree. So a record of 967 skaters receive U.S. Figure Skating's Graduating Senior Award which recognizes accomplishments at all levels of figure skating in high school, from passing the pre-preliminary moves in the field test to competing internationally. And we will include a link to that in our show notes. There were quite a few, I looked at the list, there are quite a few of the skaters that many of us know who were a recipient of the Graduating Senior Awards. So uh, we'll put the link in so you can see if you've got some friends at your rinks who may have received this award. So moving on to our recent interview segment, the new segment that we just started last week, um, taking a look at some of the interviews that were done um, this week. First, um, Ellen Dunkel from the Philadelphia Inquirer chatted with Isabel Levito and her coach, Yulia Koznetsova, while she was in Ashton for the Philadelphia Summer International last week. And we will put a link to the article in our show notes. Paulina Edmonds has interviewed Star Andrews in the latest episode of her podcast. It was released on August 9th. U.S. Figure Skating did a story on the 24 Degrees of Color program, which is helping to diversify ice skating in Los Angeles. I actually read this article. It's very interesting. So it's talking about, um, you know, the opportunities for um, people of color to participate in skating in Los Angeles. And so we'll put a link to that in our show notes. And finally, U.S. Figure Skating also did an article on Nathan Chen's Secret Celebrity Renovation episode, which aired this past Friday. I have not seen it yet, but I have it DVR'd so I can check it out. Me too, me too. I have it DVR'd and I haven't watched it yet, so. Okay, so moving on to our social media updates. This was a little bit bittersweet for me. Um, Ukraine's Alexandra Nazarova announced on Instagram that she and Maxime Nikitin are retiring from competitive skating. They had previously been assigned two Grand Prix assignments. Sasha and Max skated together for almost 20 years, and in the message that she posted, she thanked the fans multiple times for their support. And her final message was, we have decided to end our sports career but we do not want to finish with figure skating. We really want to continue to work and please you, but not as athletes. I'm really looking forward to what they are going to do next. I also want to point out this really heartfelt, emotional article that they did with Europe on Ice. It was conducted at the 2022 World Championships. It talks about everything going on in Ukraine, what it was like for them. Lots of different things. It's a real eye-opening piece of journalism. So Hero and Sean did a great job with it. Between the photos and the article itself, it's just, it's 
really lovely. So yeah. we'll definitely include a link in our show notes. I was a, I'm a little disappointed because I was looking forward to seeing them at Skate America. They were assigned yeah. at Skate America, especially after their program at Worlds. I mean, that was just... Yeah touched my heart so much and so I was just looking forward to seeing them in person at Skate America but I as you said I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because they're not done in figure skating is what she said so I want to see what they do to um, please you as they say um, but not as athletes. I know that they've been working a little bit with some of the younger Mm -hmm. Ukrainian teams so I love that Part of that focus seems to be giving back to the next generation, especially with things still so difficult in Ukraine. Um, It just, it warms my heart to know that they are going to continue to help the next generation. So moving on, um, Sierra Veneta is transferring colleges. She posted on Instagram that she will be transferring to Georgia Tech as a full-time student this fall. Sierra was studying mechanical engineering at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. We're not sure what her skating plans are. She did compete at the Peggy Fleming Trophy in late June, placing 7th, and she was considering um, potentially skating on the collegiate circuit. Um, She had mentioned that to some people. So um, so we'll just wait and see, but best of luck to her in her... Um, new school and um, hopefully she does well there well the philippine skating union announced that allison pertichito has retired from competitive skating and will coach as well as train to be a technical specialist the support to be a tech specialist is one of the things that the isu development commission has put together to assist retired elite skaters in their transition to coaching or to be a future official. So it's great that she's taking advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, I think we hear so much about the coaching and the choreography track, but we don't hear about skaters retiring and going to be officials. Not as much. I mean, there are those that have done that, but we don't hear about it as much. It's kind of quiet. So um, I like that she's, you know, taking advantage of this uh, support from the ISU Development Commission and doing that. So very cool. Well, Ting Sui is an author. This past week, she shared a photo with Catherine Bronoff, an ice dancer and co-executive director of Women in Politics that sponsored and published the book, Little Lawmakers. So we will put a link in our show notes about this book and if you're interested in purchasing it. Yes, it sounds really intriguing. Yeah. So to round out our social media news for the week... 2014 Olympians Alexander Paul and Mitchell Islam from Canada are expecting a baby. So, such beautiful news. Uh, He, um, Mitch shared a photo of her on his Instagram account several days ago, announcing that they are going to have a, a baby. Congratulations to them. Yeah, it's wonderful news. So, moving on to what is going on this Coming week, another busy week, starting off with Skate Ontario. Their sectional series August event is August 18th to the 21st in Mississauga, Ontario. Okay, um, 
Also next week is the BC Summer Series Summer Skate, August 19th through the 21st in Burnaby, British Columbia. And the National Qualifying Series for Ice Dance continues this coming week at the Onyx Challenge, August 19th to the 20th in Rochester Hills, Michigan. Potomac Open, which is a national qualifying series event for singles, will take place on August 20th through the 21st in Ashburn, Virginia. And rounding out our events for the week, the Southern California Open Championships, August 18th to the 21st in Valencia, California, is a national qualifying series for singles and pairs. Wow, that actually seems like a light week when it comes to events compared to some of the last couple that we've had. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a three national qualifying series events and two events going on in Canada. So. Yeah. So Gina, why don't you let everyone know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And on social media, on Twitter, we are at thiswkinskating. Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating, and we love your feedback and questions. If you were at Cranberry Cup and you saw Amber skate and you want to let us know what you thought of her programs, or you were, you know, at any of the other competitions we mentioned, because there were a lot this week, uh, reach out to us, let us know. Or if you have any thoughts or feedback on anything we've talked about, um, you can reach out to us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We've definitely appreciated the support that we've received so far, but one thing we'd really like to know is, now that the Fall Internationals are upon us within the next couple of weeks, plus the JGP, is there anything that we should be thinking about when we're reporting back to you on the event results? Hmm? We can't go into tons of depth, but if there are things that you'd like to know, We'd really like to be able to deliver them to you. So please let us know via one of the methods of communication that Gina mentioned just a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've got some interviews. We're still working on those. So those will be coming soon. I mean, as we get into this season, we're going to have a lot of content coming to you. So stay tuned. Um, and But if you have suggestions on things you'd like us to talk about or interviews that you would like us to do, we have our ideas, we have some we've got in the works, just um, reach out to us again by any of the ways of reaching out to us, website, um, social media, or email. Yeah, over at IDC this week, we have a great article from Gina who talks about this situation that we fell into <laughs> while we were in Lake Placid. Basically, we were all really surprised to see Simon Schnapier, Olympian <laughs> and U.S. Pairs national champion, at the boards with some of the dance teams. It struck us as a little bit different. So we yeah. kind of pursued that. That was one of the articles that Gina's like, hey, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not. We had met to discuss our plans for Lake Placid, and that was not on the list. And when we saw him at the boards, I, you know, we kind of actually said to one another, wait, is that Simon? Yeah. And of course, Simon's very tall. So we were, we, 
we kind of knew the answer to that question. And actually a parent who heard us say that said, yeah, he's here with a couple ice dance teams. And I said to Daphne, okay, I'm going to go after that story. And I was able to catch up with Simon and he was great with his time. And he actually gave me um, time to speak with one of his ice dance teams um, who, who, who competed at Lake Placid. So yeah, it was a, it's a great story. Um, and Simon is very excited to be back in the ice dance world. And I say back because he did do some ice dance and you got to go read my article to find out when he did some ice dance. But yeah, that's there at IDC. Yes. We also continued our new team series with the U.S. team of Rafaela Concius and Alexei Shepatov. They were gracious to answer some questions, so it's a little getting to know you. Due to the issues that we've had with COVID over the last couple of years, I kind of broadened our scope for the new team series to go back to teams that got together either last season or this season. So that's been great. But Gina, you've got some stuff going on over at FSO also. Yeah, so Robin did not slow down after she went to Lake Placid. I I kind of been feeling like this is the Grand Prix series because when she she travels to pretty much all of the Grand Prix series events and so I will get photos every week and I'm constantly editing photos. And I think she's preparing me for the Grand Prix season because she went to um Philadelphia last week and those photos are all up on um figure skaters online. And she is still at the skating club of Boston right now. She was there for Cranberry Cup and Cranberry Open. And those photos, all of the juniors are up and I'm working on senior. Um, She's getting them to me. Senior just wrapped up today. So those photos will be there by the end of the week. But yeah, it's been, I finished one event and I was like, oh, I got like a little time. And then next thing I knew she was sending me more photos. So which is great. I think the the skaters are appreciating having um, someone there who's taking photos of them. Sometimes, you know, with these smaller competitions, you don't get other photographers there. You just have the event photographer if there is an event photographer at that event. And so I think the skaters have been appreciating seeing, you know, photos of them on social media and up on our website. And so that's been great. And so I don't know where she's going next. I think she might want to do another competition, but I don't know. But stay tuned. I will, as soon as I know where she's heading off, I will let you know on uh, Figure Skaters Online social media. And of course, then I'll have photos from there. Yeah, I think her next competition as far as IDC is the U.S. Classic in Lake Placid. Yep. And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week!